y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I am genuinely so pumped that you clicked on this episode. Friends, we are just going to learn so much from our other friends. Isn't that so cool? (laughs) I am so pumped because there is just so much to learn, so many things that we should just lean into, and they may be uncomfortable, and this conversation was so fruitful. I just honestly want to learn how to love better, and I think after this conversation, I definitely got that out of this, and I hope you do too. So grab a pen, a paper, a journal, whatever, and let's just dive right in because Matt and Nick have a lot of beautiful things to say, and I'm so pumped that they're joining us today. So let's dive right in, y'all. Oh, snap! Oh, here we go. Here we What's go, up? No, look. Uh, I'm just honored to be in the presence of so much greatness. I'm just honored that you let an old man like myself be a part of You're not old. Just, like, when um, I think of you, I don't think, hmm, what an old man. I don't think that at all. <laughs> Nick, I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. I'm not even playing. Listen, I am not listen. even playing. I'm just trying to learn from you, Matt. So really, you're just going to be you, just older. In the world. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Y'all are incredible. What in the world? I am so excited. Thank y'all so much for just like taking time out of your beautiful day. You're welcome. We like you. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's good. We're going to have a great dialogue about something that, you know, we need to have a dialogue on. And so thank you for inviting me and Matt just to be a part of just changing and just reminding people that justice is a gospel issue. Um, yeah. It's not just a social justice issue or a political issue. It's something that's close to the heart of God and the heart of Jesus. And so um, we're excited just to navigate and be a helpful resource for everybody and, and just speak truth and allow justice to shine in the darkness of injustice. And so here we go. Right? Here we go. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, I just want to like thank you both because – you both mean so much to me. And, you know, these are the conversations that we need to start having and that we should have already been mm-hmm. having. Um, right. But mm-hmm. I want people to br- come into our family because y'all are my mm-hmm. family and I just want to share that. Mm-hmm. And so by being able to just r- record a conversation, um, mm-hmm. you know, that we would still be having, but the yeah. ability to like be able to record it and share it, like what an amazing tool. And so mm-hmm. pastor Nick is like my second father and I'm also his baby. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like- come on, come on. She, she is a part of the family. Uh, my, uh, dear, dear ginger friend, uh, my ginger daughter, let's just call her. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, my kiddos love them from Georgia. They're like, parents, do you really have to come back to Georgia this year? Can't you just stay forever? <laughs> and we're like, no, Georgia has a lot too, kids. But uh, yeah, I, I love you very, very much. Uh, you are a part of the family. And then we got, you know, this very gifted, not only musician, but speaker, communicator, uh-huh. really just somebody who reflects Jesus really, really, really well. Um, and um, I've Gosh. known him a long time. Whoa. More than half his life, probably. You were my youth what? pastor. <laughs> I <fact>. know. <laughs> I'm getting towards over half. Of, I'm getting towards the halfway mark of his life knowing him, which is weird. Nah. But here oh, we wow. are. Here we are. I didn't even know that. And Matt, like you've already been on Faith and Friends, and you're just so incredible. I had to bring you back. Oh, oh thanks. I'm just excited to be back and be with incredible people like you two because y'all mm. changed the trajectory of my life and my faith walk with the Lord seriously and you guys continue oh. to do that so mm. thank you thank for you, having me I'm You're excited welcome. let's dive into it oh I'm mm. pumped okay so I've been trying to do what I can because I'm a I just turned 21 so I'm a 21 year old you know freckled pale ginger and I'm just trying <laughs> to understand like I'm just trying to understand how I can love better. And um, our sweet friend, Nikki, who's also on staff at New Vision, she said Mm -hmm. something that really hit, and I think I want it to be the whole foundation of what we talk about. She said, Mm -hmm. it's not how or what we do, but rather why. So why are we bothered by this? And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's because of Jesus. It's because of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of wanted to hear y'all's thoughts on that. Well. I guess let's start with this. I think one of the, probably the painful thing in this um, has been because you know that, like Mm. justice is the heart of Jesus and leaning into the uncomfortable is what Jesus did. Jesus didn't avoid the tension. He didn't avoid the uncomfortable. He walked in it 
and he navigated it well. You see that in the Samaritan woman, right? In John 4, as he is, he could have walked around Samaria, which is what everyone would have expected him to do because a Jewish man has no business walking through Samaria because that's where those people hang out and those people live. And so here we see Jesus not only walk through Samaria, but he engages a woman, which a Jewish man didn't do that either. And so here he is at this well in broad daylight, leaning in um, to really the social tension at the time and going, right. hey, you, you, I am your king as much as I am everyone else's king. So, and also mm-hmm. what's interesting about this, this is the first time that Jesus is going to reveal himself as Messiah, if I'm correct. And yeah. so he does it to the least likeliest of recipients of this. And so- wow. I think one of the things in this is because it is a gospel issue. It's sometimes when people are silent, people who do bear the name of Christ and people who do say they're in it with you, but yet their silence is deafening. And you go, why is your silence so deafening? Why is it so loud? Why aren't you saying something? And, and you know, what I've heard a lot is we don't know what to say. We, we don't know how to say it. But here's what I keep reminding people is when you come to somebody, a person of color, and you go, hey, I don't understand it all, but I want to get in this with you. I want to hear you. That's a humble posture. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and those African-American brothers and sisters you have, because you're coming in a humble posture, they're not going to be offended at your humble posture. Like that doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like really what humbleness does is it really just kind of even the the playing field because mm-hmm. you're going hey i don't understand it all but yet i'm willing to humble myself and come to you it, you know and i could say the wrong thing but how your brothers and sisters who have a a good dose of melanin are going to receive that is you see me you get me and you have a humble posture so i'm willing to have the conversation and so i think the hard part in all of this is when we know that it's close to the heart of jesus and we know it's a gospel conversation but yet we're not having the conversation and that's painful because you don't feel seen and you don't feel heard. And so you're trying to navigate from here. If we all know the why, then why aren't we talking about it, being about it, you know, bearing each other's burdens and getting in the mess, um, especially if we're apprenticing after Jesus. Like, so why doesn't my life reflect his life? Why aren't I doing the things he did, right? I mean, it's easy to bear the name, but it's easy, it's harder to walk in it. And so um, I think... You know, I think that's kind of the hard part um, in this, because if you begin with the why, um, then you would think that our steps would look differently, and they're not. And so let's talk about that. Let's walk together better. Matt, I don't know what uh, what um, the thoughts you have on that. So Yeah, absolutely. I, Nick, I love what you said about humility and mm-hmm. coming, being a Black male, Black individual. What tends to rise up is fear, and fear leads to anger. But God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And so the way to break that fear is through love, mm. right? Mm. And so when you know Jesus says in the word that God opposes the proud, gives grace to the humble. Mm. And so when you come mm. at someone with humility, it's coming at them with love, which is you're breaking that fear right in that moment. Mm. And so I love that because there's so many, there's so much, um, I guess, fear that's causing chaos. Um, mm. But when you have that humble ear and you just listen, mm. right? And you just listen and you love them through listening, that goes a long way. And I think it I think it presents Jesus to that individual in a fresh way that this world desperately needs. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So I want to listen. Tell me, tell me a little bit of what it's like because I know Pastor Nick, you've been so open with us, like even on Mm. Tuesday nights with our college ministry. Mm. I I will never forget you telling us a story about you going to the state of Georgia and, you know, Mm. getting some backlash from a white man. Mm. And, Mm. and like in my heart, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible because I don't, I don't see like that. I I put Mm. on the lens of Christ each and every day, Mm. the best that I can and try to walk Mm. humbly in the morning with Mm. him so that the rest of the day I can, you know, still be in Mm. his presence. But as a pastor, and as one that is a person of color, tell me what that's like. Because it started before the death of George Floyd. Yeah. It did. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the thing is, like, for Matt and I both, we have been black males our whole lives. So, <laughs> like, this isn't, like, feeling the tension and feeling the systemic racism and feeling the injustice is not new. It's not, I mean, there are 
there are there is years and years and years of evidence of the injustice of all of this. And I think mm. one of the things that's been hard is you, you sit in a moment and you see the horrible picture of evil and injustice and you go, man, like, yes, we have made steps, but man, look at where we still are. Mm. Um, that's a hard pill to swallow. And so I think for me, something that like just navigating this is, for one thing, I think what I've heard from, you know, my melanin challenge friends is Nick, I look at you as a man of God, as a pastor, as someone who is loved by the King. And I'm like, yes, you know, who I am when it comes to Christ is the most important characteristic about myself, but me being chocolate is also a part of who I am. And so I hear that, like, it's not the chief thing about me, but it is a thing about me. And I Mm -hmm. think really sometimes people go, well, I just want to be colorblind. Well, let's just be honest for a second. Um, Having different hues and different colors is God's idea. Mm -hmm. And so it, it kind of speaks to his creativity and also speaks to what he is able to do. So people who don't look alike, who come from different places are be, are able to build their lives on the foundation of Christ and are able to do life together. I think that speaks more to his glory than anything else. And so, yeah, I hear you. My chief thing about me is that I'm a son of the king, but a part of me is also that I happen to be an African-American. And so Mm -hmm. you can appreciate that about me. You don't have to ignore that I'm brown. Just don't make that's the thing that defines who I am because it's not. My chief identifier it's who I am in my standing with Christ. Like that's my chief so true. But there are other things about me that you need to know and don't ignore them. And so I think part of the thing too is when it comes to listening, I think if you are humble, then you're not going to be defensive. And so mm-hmm. a humbleness means, hey, I'm just coming as I am. I'm stepping into really, I'm stepping into this discomfort, but it's okay. And I'm not going to build a wall of defense. And so, and, and I'll speak to this, like there are times when, I've had a conversation with my friends and they get upset. My, my melanin challenge friends were like, uh, white privilege. I don't have white privilege. What are you talking about? I'm angry mm-hmm. about that. And I'm like, breathe for a second. You need yeah. to listen. What I am saying to you is you get the privilege to not have to worry about what you're going to do when you get pulled over. What I'm saying is you get the privilege to not be concerned about if you go for a run with a hoodie on that people are going to think something about you. Those are the things I'm talking about. You are privileged to not have to be face to face with the injustice that I have to be face to face. You are privileged that you don't have to talk to your kids. I have three of them. Talk to your kids and have a difficult conversation about what's going on in the world and telling them that people may view them differently because of the shade or the color of their skin you have the privilege to not do that you know mm. georgia when you you know one day if your kids end up looking like you you'll be like baby you gotta put on sunblock like that's the only thing you're gonna <laughs> oh yeah about, about their color instead of yeah. going hey i want you to know if a police officer pulls mm. you over you have to follow this 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 and this yeah. and so that's what white privilege is is you have the privilege to not have to think about the things that your brothers and sisters of color have to think about. And so I think mm. not getting defensive and just listening, just having the dialogue, like not putting up defense. I'd be like, well, Nick, I'm, I don't have privilege. Listen, you do. Like, it's, mm. it's okay. You do. But you can still listen and lean in and kind of be a part of the dialogue that we're having so that we all can get to a place that better reflects Christ. And so um, that's one of the things is don't get defensive. Like, don't try to build your case when someone is sharing with you about their experience. And also, don't try to correct their feelings immediately. Yeah. Like, don't be like, whoa, 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 we just, we need to get all the facts. Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't say that. Because what you're saying is that I'm not about justice, but your justice is the real justice. Like, like, everyone could agree what we saw with George Floyd was injustice. Like, I don't need any more facts. Like, I don't need any more. I I don't need any more evidence. So let's call it what it is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we as believers are so quick to call, no, that's, in, that's not right. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. And, but yet when it comes to this thing of justice, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa let's get all the facts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. what made Martin Luther King so angry and upset when he's sitting in the Birmingham jail and writing a letter to his, um, you know, melanin challenge pastor friends, right? He's like, mm-hmm. listen, you keep telling me to be patient. You see the brutality, you see the injustice, but yet you're not saying anything. I need you to step into this with me. I need you to hear me. I need you to um, kind of walk with me. And so, I mean, that's part of the other thing is don't get defensive. Just listen. Like, 
yeah. walk slowly in the discomfort of it. Like, don't try to move. Yep. Don't try to swipe so fast past it. Man, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. But No, I mean, Nick, you told me it was a long, long, long time. Well, it was about last year. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's another thing about that. It was about a couple months ago. But you said um, we were talking about identity, and we were talking about, Matt, you're more than just a black individual. You're a child of the living God. And so I guess put that in practice a couple days ago um, when this kind of blew up in, on, on social media. I driving down the street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and I saw a police officer. And all of a sudden, all this fear came upon me. Mm. And then a bunch of anger kind of came upon me. And I was like, where did that even come from? Fast forward to that later that night, I was hanging out with uh, a bunch of my melanin friends, as we call them, <laughs> late at night, late at night, and we were we were right next to a parking lot, and I saw um, just a, a white guy, he was skateboarding in the parking lot, and I was like, man, I wish I could do that. You know, I don't have the mm. privilege to do that. I wish I could do that. Mm. And mm. I think it's it would be, I don't know, ignorant to ignore that black people who are hurt, they really are, mm. they're sad. Mm. Um, some of them are angry. Some, but ultimately, they're just hurt. I don't know if you know this. It's mm. kind of a tangent, but anger is a secondary emotion. It comes from being sad, hurt, or fearful. Mm. And so you're sad because you're losing loved ones. You're hurt because mm. we feel like we've been mistreated for ever, mm. and we're mm. fearful of police. You know, all leading towards anger. Um, mm. So you got you got to recognize that. I think. But I love this because you're hmm, as a child of the living of the living God. Your identity doesn't stop at race. It mm. doesn't. Now, for someone who doesn't put their faith in Christ, their identity stops at whatever the world gives them. Yeah. Or for someone who has their faith in Christ, it doesn't stop at race. Nick, yeah. you're more than a black male. Georgia, you're more than a ginger white girl. You know what I mean? That's you're right. more than That's that. Right. You're way more than that. And I think Christ yeah. is if if we put it, if we look at that our race all the time, Christ is like, what a what a what, did I, what happened to like Second Peter uh, chapter two? It says you're a tro- chosen race, a royal priesthood, mm. um, a holy nation. You know what I mean? People for his own possession. That's who you are. I call you a son. I call you a co-heir with Christ. That's who mm. you are. Don't just stop at race. You're robbing what I did mm. on the cross. Look at what I call you, <laughs> son and daughter, my beloved. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I, I think it's cha- you have you have to you have to have compassion. You have to have love yeah. for the for the individuals that are hurt, um, no matter the skin color. And, and then you have to love them and point them towards Jesus in whatever way the Holy Spirit prompts. You yeah. know? And, and I really believe that, like, that, that is why the church is so strategically positioned to bring about gospel change and really change. Because, if I mean, once you start apprenticing after Jesus, you can't help but be different because you're walking in a new nature and you're walking in your new identity. Yeah. And I think the church has this opportunity, um, as Martin Luther King said, you know, he in his letter from Birmingham jail, he says, I mourn what the church used to be. The church used to be a thermostat setting the tone for really society. But now we've just become a thermometer reflecting what Mm. society is telling us to reflect. And so I think we have this unique opportunity to be this thermostat that the bride has been called to be, that we get to look like the kingdom of God with all different hues hues and shades of people, but yet we are built on the foundation of Jesus. Like that speaks very loudly to the world. Like, Hey, no Christians aren't perfect, but look at the strides they are making. Look at Sunday morning. It's not the most segregated hour. It actually Mm. is the hour where all people from all different shades, from all different places are coming together in harmony and they don't totally all the things that people have come from, but yet there's this sharpening that happens when I sit with my white sister or my white brother or my, my, my Asian brother or my Asian sister, there's this sharpening that our life experience that sharpens us to make us better where we can have difficult conversations where we can say, hey, I'm hurting. Will you get in this hurt with me? As Galatians 6 two, like as we bear one another's burdens, as we bear yeah. the weight of injustice together, here's what happens is that weight becomes lighter because we're in it together. And so mm-hmm. the church has this beautiful opportunity to be this thermostat and not just a thermometer. I think the days have to be gone where we just reflect what the world does. The day has to begin where mm-hmm. we get back to being the thermostat and being fully who God has called us to be and apprentice up to Jesus. Like we, we we're at that place and maybe just maybe the events that have happened as broken and as painful as they have been, right. maybe it'll be a catalyst for change in the bride, which I hope for. Yeah. Hey, w- walk your point to build off that. I know we're talking a lot, but 
no, relationship. Go. No, I think I think Jesus is a God of relationship. And so yeah. we need to have a relationship with one, one another of different backgrounds and different skin color so we can realize, oh, wow, we actually do have a lot more in common than mm-hmm. we I thought. You see what I'm saying? And that comes from, hey, let's just get sit down and get some coffee or get a meal together yeah. and yeah. let's just yeah. talk. Let's just talk because mm-hmm. we overcomplicate it in our minds. Like it has to be a huge thing. We have to, you know, it's to be in a church setting and it's got to be worship yeah. and all this other stuff. It's like, no, just break bread mm-hmm. together and listen. Yeah. You know, that's so good. And for me, like that, like, oh, moving to Tennessee and going to MTSU was the most diverse, beautiful thing that I was able to be a part of. It's this Mm -hmm. mosaic that I've just, you know, my little piece of red glass is in this beautiful depiction of, of heaven. And I'm getting a glimpse Mm -hmm. of that at the school that I'm at. And I'm just so, mm. so darn thankful for that. And that's when I got to meet y'all and y'all changed my life. Mm. And I just have another question that like, I don't know, it's just something that I've been seeing a lot on social mm-hmm. media. And I just want to know your, y'all's thoughts. But, you know, people have been saying all lives matter. And then they're like, well, all lives don't matter till black lives matter. Just mm-hmm. touch on that. I just want to hear y'all's heart. Right. Man, I'll let you leave. I'll let you go first. Okay, I'll okay, be yeah. going first. I'll let you go first. Cool, cool. Well, I'll just say this. I deleted Instagram because it's very, okay. you know, okay. it's very not, uh, it's not very healthy for me specifically. You know, I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. bad to have Instagram right now, for, but I know myself. And so that information is kind of toxic. But mm-hmm. you know, all lives matter, black lives matter. Yes, that is the conversation mm-hmm. that is going. I like to call that good intention, the wrong direction. Right. Mm. And so I, because, so what they're trying to identify as, is, Hey, look at, look at us, sympathize, sympathize with us, you mm-hmm. know, look at how people are treating mm-hmm. us black lives matter. And then you come with the all lives matter movement. No, but look at, look at everybody, you know, we all mm-hmm. matter. And it's like, it's a good intention, but it's not rooted in Jesus who was affected. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, in a place that needs surgery. I would even say a little more than surgery. Right. And so the mm-hmm. only, the only person who can do that is Jesus love perfected. Mm-hmm. Who can heal that? So it's a. I, I like to define good intention, but maybe wrong direction. Look at mm. love perfected. Look at Jesus. Mm. Also, a good way to identify if a movement is healthy and if it's good is look at its fruits. Okay. Mm. So we serve a God. We we serve a God, Jesus Christ, who mm. gives us all good things. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, Father. You know, whose variation shadow due to change. Mm. So all good gifts come from Him. If there's any mm. bad. Right. If there's any just mm, division in a movement, it is not totally perfect. It is not totally good. Therefore, you should not follow that movement because we, there is a God out there who is perfect yeah. and who is love, who wants to have yeah. a relationship with you yeah. by turning away from your sin and looking at him and saying, you are Lord, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah. I mean, from, and I know this is a touchy chop, touchy topic with black lives matter and all lives matter, good intention, wrong direction yep wrong mm. direction i know i know the and, truth i know the way the, mm. yeah yeah the yeah. way the truth and and I, is jesus and i think also i think people kind of sometimes even miss what is trying to be said right because you're like oh, all lives matter and you're like amen yeah <laughs> you have to you have to understand though that your brother that has you know darker skin than you doesn't feel that his life matters because of this, 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 you know? And so like, so for you to immediately come back and go, well, all lives matter. Like you didn't hear what I just said. Right. Like you think by me going, Hey, I just want you to know that my life matters, even though the evidence of what I have seen in my nation doesn't really speak to my life mattering matter. And even though I, when I read scripture, it says that my life matters, but my nation doesn't seem like it matters as much. Mm. Like that's what people, people really, it is rooted in just wanting to be heard and seen. Yeah. And so like, and I know because we don't like discomfort, we're like, well, well, all lives matter. Let me just tell you that right, right now. And you're, and you're like, just breathe for a second. I know that <laughs> yeah. makes you feel uncomfortable that someone is saying black lives matter, but really what they're trying to tell you is the evidence that they have seen in the world is not matching up to that being true. And mm-hmm. you get in with them, you go, you know what? You do matter. You know, like that would be a better response. I think, Hey, yep. you do. 
Yes. I mean, the, the, you, are a, you bear the image of a king. And so because of that, you matter. Instead yeah. of trying to correct someone's feelings immediately, like, let me give you an example. If, if Laura comes to me and she goes, hey, Nick, um, I don't feel appreciated um, in all that I'm doing at my home. And I go, you know what? I don't feel appreciated either. Like, no one feels appreciated. Everyone feels underappreciated. Does my wife feel heard? No, no. she doesn't feel heard. I, what I need to do is to shut my mouth. Yeah. I need to listen yep. and I need to affirm her feelings and go, hey, babe, I hear you. I see you. And I'm sorry. That's good. How hard is that? It's I don't hard. need to get a new hashtag to, to try to speak to. And, and, okay. and that's saying, like, but I think what Matt said is great. Like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I think we have to be a people that listen to one another so that we can embrace the sharpening. And here's the thing that people always want to talk about is iron sharpens iron. So, so shall one man sharpen another. See, the thing we don't talk about is when you sharpen something, there is something that is left behind and shaved off. Mm. And it is not comfortable. And so it looks good on a bumper sticker, but all of us mm. who have been sharpened by one another, it is some tense and some uncomfortable and some just not fun, but it's necessary. And see, yeah. the thing is, a lot of times we want to run from the tension and run from the uncomfortable where that's the very place that Jesus is calling us to. Why? Because that's what he did. Yeah. And we are been invited as we bear his name as Christians, as small Christ, we are called to live as he lived, love as he loved and do as he did. And so mm. that's what we, that's what we've been called. And so, okay, I hear you. I'm sorry that you haven't felt like your life has mattered. I'm sorry that you haven't felt the cool spring of justice flow down the mountains of Zion. I'm sorry for yeah. that. And so let me listen to you. Let me hear you. And let me say I'm with you. And I want you to step into that your life does matter. And let me do my part as my part of the bride of reminding you and sharpening you and carrying that burden so that you will see, and not just me saying, but that you will see that your life matters. And I think if people could pause for a moment before speaking, right, it's always good to pause. Yeah. Um, just sit in it mm -hmm. for a minute before mm -hmm. you have to say something or respond something or put a really, you know, cool tweet up, like yeah. pause. Yeah. Like, what are they saying and why are they saying it and what are they feeling? Mm -hmm. it's, it's called empathy. <laughs> it's like, let me yeah. feel what you're feeling, right? And so, um, so yeah, but man, I thought you spoke to that excellent, man. But yeah, let's just whew, breathe, everybody, and listen. Yeah. Let's just listen yeah. to that dialogue. So, no, I thank you for, for saying to breathe because that was something last week when this all just like blew up all over the media. It felt like this is just me as a, yeah. as a young white girl that was just trying to, to listen and to understand people were posting and posting and posting. And I was so overwhelmed with information. I mm -hmm. had to take a step back and yeah. people were posting at first saying, well, if you're not saying anything at all, you don't care. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, you don't know me. I care more than you know, you know? And yeah. so I did take a step back and it reminded me of mm -hmm. James 119 where it says, you know, be mm -hmm. quick to listen and slow to speak. And on this side of heaven, sometimes we are so quick to speak and slow to listen. And so mm -hmm. I, like going to scripture reminded me who I am and to still remain in him in this season because we were made mm -hmm. for such a time as this. And he mm -hmm. knew that the coronavirus and this pandemic would be happening, but also the pandemic of, you know, sin and race, like all these things mm -hmm. would, yeah. would be unraveling. Mm -hmm. And so knowing mm -hmm. that he has gone before us and he walks beside us, I had to take a step back and mm -hmm. do this dance with Jesus to be able to take that next step forward mm -hmm. with him in what I wanted to say, because mm -hmm. like, we were given our voices for a reason. And that's something that, especially in this season, Satan's trying to, to take away from us, from getting us in yeah. isolation, from the coronavirus to um, being in quarantine. And, you know, yeah. now if we don't say something, we're afraid we're going to say the wrong thing. But I'm just really glad yeah. that we can, we can open the conversation. But I guess... Yeah. My, my next question is just how, how can I love you better? Because I can say I'm sorry, which I am. Mm -hmm. I want to mm -hmm. love you better, but how can I love you better? I know I can listen, mm -hmm. lean in, lean into what you're mm -hmm. saying, not just hear you, but lean in and listen. Mm -hmm. I can learn, but mm -hmm. teach me how to love. How can mm -hmm. I love you better as a sister? Wow. I think like, well, you just nailed it on the dot. Listen, mm -hmm. 
lean in and stay educated. Mm. Okay. Um, I was in, I was, uh, I was in a meeting the other day and they, I was talking to, talking to my pastor actually, and the executive pastor, and they both were white individuals. Mm. And they, the first thing they said, they were like, how you doing? How you doing? And mm. they just listened. That's and I remember if I kept, if I kept talking enough, I probably would have started breaking down in tears and crying. Yeah. And I, I didn't even know that was inside of me, but I think it was, it was so helpful because I don't know, it pushed the things that didn't need to be there back where they needed to be. Mm. And it made me focus on like, wow, like, thank you. Thank you for just listening to me. I know you really mm. care. And I saw the compassion in their eyes. Um, I saw their hearts mm. in, in mm. listening. And I don't think we should, I don't think we should overcomplicate it. Really. Yeah. I think yeah. just from my personal experience, listening, mm. you know, and mm. having true compassion and not yeah. coming at me with the facts and the solution. Um, but just listen, have an ear, you know? Yeah. And I think a part of that love of listening and being heard is in your circles of influence, continuing to shine the light of justice in the gospel into injustice. So if someone comes at you and says something that you go in your spirit, like, that feels off. Yeah. Say something. Okay. Like, because the way, the way that we fight injustice is in our everyday, ri the rhythm of our normal lives, right? Yeah. And it's because you love Matt and you are for Matt, right? Because mm -hmm. he is your brother who's made in the image of God. When someone says some off cuff or off collar or not right or just dang right, just racist, mm -hmm. um, you speak into it. Mm -hmm. You, when you look around your neighborhood and your communities, you don't, shy away from engaging the person who looks like you because you are afraid of not knowing what to say. You just say, you know what? They are made in the image of God and they got this beautiful brown skin or, or, or whatever the case is. So let me engage and treat them as someone who is made in the image of God. Like I think if we could see how Jesus sees and love how Jesus loves, yeah. we would be more willing to engage in ways that we've never engaged. And so the way you love me well is in your everyday normal rhythm of your life. Oh, good. You shine the light of gospel injustice in the darkness of injustice and sin. And you yeah. just, you go, no, that's not okay. Or, hey, that's not cool. Or, hey, I don't think that best reflects Jesus. Mm -hmm. Or you, so on or so forth. And I think that's loving people well and really seeing people um, and learning from them, as you said, and leaning in is, is loving people well and listening, of course. Yeah. Gosh, that's so powerful. Yeah. Um, and engaging in the discomfort of it and just going, you know what, I'm going to love you and you're going to see the fruit of that love. I'm not going to have to tell you I love you. I'm going to show you that I love you. And he, these are the ways that I'm going to display that love for you. And this conversation, and this even question isn't even directed towards, you know, white individuals for all our mm -hmm. chocolate brothers and sisters listening to this, mm -hmm. even Latino, you know, like yeah. there, there's so much hatred going on. One of the things I've been doing is just waving towards people. If I'm like walking down the street or something, you know, just yeah. how you doing, man? Or just yeah. loving, loving uh, my white friends, you know, a little mm -hmm. more because they feel mm -hmm. at fault. Um, or even just reaching out to people a little bit more. Hey, how you doing? Love your brother, love mm -hmm. your sister, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, good. Living in your, showing love in your daily life, like Nikki yeah. just said. Because they will know we are Christians by our love. I mean, oh. that's, that's not just in the word of God for good. Like, oh, that sounds so good. Let's make a post out of that. Put it on the wall. That's <laughs> right. so good. It's the truth. Yeah. The but like, let's be real, Ugh. like to love people without condition is a difficult work. Yeah. And it's one that we get tired in and sometimes don't step into because it's difficult work. Um, here's a little bit like kind of the prayer I've been praying a lot in this season. It's out of Romans 12 and it's nine through really verse 21. Yeah. Some Bibles call it Christian ethics or the way of love or, 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 or things of that nature. But like to be about the work of loving people in spite of themselves. And mm. why do we do that? Because Jesus loved us in spite of ourselves. Yep. And so like our example, our example always, always, if we bear the name of Christ, is Jesus. So if when your example is Jesus, you can't really let yourself off the hook because Jesus did the really hard things. And mm. so um, we lean in and we love well and, and love those who persecute us, right? Yep. I mean, yep. these are all verses that sound really good, but when you think about it, so that it's means- hard. Oh, I'm gonna love you even though you are ignorant and right. you bad are breath, being, just nasty. Yeah. Like what? I'm gonna love you. Um, I'm gonna speak truth, but I'm gonna love you um, in spite of yourself because love is never based on on people. It's based on our king. 
Like that's why we love people, not because they're lovable, but because even though we were unlovable, we have a good king who loved us in spite of that. And so, I mean, and really when we do that, man, that displays the glory of our king and we are his ambassadors and we reflect him accurately. And so it's a hard work though, everybody. Like, yeah. you know, there are moments where you're like, man, this is hard. Yes, yes. it is. It's yeah. simple, but it's not easy, right? I mean, <laughs> the gospel is straight up. It's like, hey, Jesus did this for you so that he could be best glorified, so you could be a part of his family. You could be renewed and restored through his sacrifice on the cross. And so now let us be about the work of reflecting that gospel in everything we do. And it's a hard work. Um, but I tell you, it's a worthwhile work. It it, is it's so one that it. has um, eternal implications. So, yes. Oh. Y'all, okay, Pastor Nick, your Instagram name has the word ambassador in it, Mm -hmm. and I absolutely love that, and Mm -hmm. so can you explain to us what that means and how we can live out being an ambassador of Christ in this season? Yes, (laughs) that's such a good question, Georgia. So um, it started off as a joke when I was 20. I mean, it was kind of before Twitter and all that stuff. But uh-huh. um, so what happened was I was working at a church where it was white majority. Um, and so there would be people who would come, my Melanin Challenge friends would come up to me and ask me questions. Like, And sometimes the questions could come across as rude. Sometimes they were just curious and they did not know. Mm. Um, but I was sitting with a buddy and he heard someone, he was sitting next to me when someone came and asked me a question. And he was like, man, it's kind of like, you're the ambassador. Like you answer all questions for people of color, for, for, for all these white people. And so <laughs> kind of as a joke, he's like, so you're the ambassador. And, um, wow. That's so funny. What? Yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah. And so like, it was kind of funny, but then, um, you know, as I just continue to walk with Jesus, like he brought that back around and I used to, um, struggle when I was really in high school in my early 20s of not looking like what people thought I should look like or act like what people thought mm. I should act like. Let me give you an example. So I remember in high school, I had black friends, I had white friends, I had all in between. And I remember sometimes with my white friends, I could never be white enough because I'm not. Oh. Um, but yet it, with my black friends, I thought maybe I'm not down enough, right? And so I struggle with being like, who am I if I don't fit with either one of these? Like when I, if I'm not, I'm just, I'm Nick, right? I don't know what to do with just being Nick. And I feel like there is this stereotype that I'm supposed to be one way or the other or, or whatever. And then also people would say, Nick, you're acting white. And what they meant by that is also a racist kind of thing they're saying is, hey, Nick, you are talking correctly. You seem educated. And you're like, Mm. that's a very skewed view of acting white so white is educated black is not like Mm. (laughs) what you were saying is racism and so anyways and so I kind of like was like god I just feel like you made me funny like what's wrong like I don't feel like I fit anywhere but you know as the Lord continued to reveal and his spirit continued to speak he's like well Nick I think you're looking at this wrong Nick I have given you a voice to speak into all worlds and I have given you a position where you're a bridge builder, um, not only for the kingdom of God, but for reconciliation. Because, because you've been reconciled to me, my people should be reconciled to each other. And you get to play a part at doing that. I had never thought about that before. And then, but then when you think about an ambassador, an ambassador is a representative of someone in power or a king or a principality. And so when God calls us his ambassadors, we represent the king on the king's behalf. And Mm. so what we say are not our words. They are given to us from the king to give to those around us. And so that's the invitation for everybody. We have all been called to be ambassadors for our king. And so how we do that is we represent him. That means we love how he loved. Mm -hmm. We talk how he talked and we live how he lived. And that sounds so simple. And again, it's simple, but it's not easy. In order to know how to best represent the king in which you're the ambassador for, you have to sit in front of the king. You have to listen Mm. to the king. You have to sit with the king. And then you go and do likewise. I feel like Jesus said that, hey, I'm going to show you what I'm doing. I want you to go and do likewise. So you get to sit with me, be with me, so you can best reflect me and now go represent me. And so that's what... Wow. Really, that's what my my handle is about is 
I'm, I'm an ambassador for the King and I have the opportunity to speak into all these different worlds and to use my voice that the Lord has given me to build bridges so that we could better walk together and fix our eyes on the King together um, so that we can best represent his pride. So that's not the short answer, but. No, I, oh, that was so good. Thank you. Seriously. That's not tough, man. Oh, Matt, I got to tell you, speaking of thank you, that was going to be my next thing to use is thank you because Matt your heart is so humble in the way that you walk with your father it just I see him in your smile I see him in the way that you carry yourself and what Nick was saying is you know sitting before the father and then speaking the way he talks acting the way that he acted walking the way that he walked that is what I see you do daily and that has inspired me not just on our college campus but when I see you at a coffee shop or when I see you on stage leading worship or on a screen. And so mm, speaking mm. of like on a screen, your post that you posted was so beautiful. I hadn't mm. seen anyone say what you said, but, but that's true because no one else has your heart, you know, <laughs> you have such a special heart. Right. But oh, you said um, you basically thanked God. Like, yes, mm. you told us your background, which I loved, mm. but then you went into, you thanked God for fried chicken and chicken salad. You thanked God for your white mm. friends. You thanked God for the white community that you grew up in, but you thanked God for making you the way that you are. And so I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted you to talk about that for a mm-hmm. second, but I just wanted to thank you because, oh, that was just so beautiful to see, to see mm. your heart through that. Right. So I think I posted that. Was it last Saturday? A couple days ago. A couple days ago. Mm -hmm. And it was when it was the Saturday when everything really blew up on social media. And so I, as a person, I usually don't give ear to a lot of hatred and a lot of Mm. dividing um, subjects because Mm -hmm. it just gets to me. And so I usually ignore it. But that specific day, the Holy Spirit prompted me. He was like, Matt, you speak up about this. And I was like, Mm -hmm. but God. He was like, but Matt. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, uh, Holy Spirit, you just lead me. I'm just going to start typing. And so I started making this post. I went upstairs in my room, prayed a little bit, and I started just typing out a little bit of my testimony. And the first part of that mm-hmm. post describes how I really struggled with identity mm-hmm. in high school. And God is still building that right now. I'm 20 mm-hmm. right now. He's still building that right now. But really, it was the the struggle with identity that Nick kind of illustrated mm-hmm. it was how had white friends i had black friends had friends mm-hmm. all across the races right and but when i hung off my white friends i wasn't white enough mm-hmm. when i hung out with my black friends it's like you ain't black enough my white mm-hmm. friends also said matt you're the whitest black person ever mm-hmm. when they're really saying is matt you like you like education you don't drop your mm-hmm. g's right <laughs> you like you don't mm-hmm. sag you mm-hmm. speak eloquently which mm-hmm. is racist within itself right it's yeah. kind of a micro uh, aggression yeah but it's like, man, that really got to me because then I ended up, who am I, God? Like, am mm-hmm. I black? Am I white? Like, mm-hmm. where, where do I sit with that? And then mm-hmm. I think it was in freshman year of college when I started walking with the Lord individually and started to read my Bible, God kind of defined who I was, right? I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. child of the living king. I'm a co-heir with Christ. That's who you are. And he said, rest in that. Don't seek something mm-hmm. because of your race don't you dare mm-hmm. do that i died for you mm-hmm. you belong to me mm-hmm. and so i've been walking in that and it's so cool to see how god mm-hmm. has used that that trial and that struggle mm-hmm. yeah. turned it around he healed it put love in it and then he's using it to bring people to him more you know it's just like it's beautiful yeah. and so that was yeah. the first part of the post just a little bit of my my struggle with identity mm-hmm. as a high schooler um in a, a little bit of college and the second part of that post was i described how from my personal experience, I had a lot of relationships built on um, Christ. And then the Mm. relationships that I could sense that could be built on purely skin color, they were not strong. And so Mm. I I said, the problem, the problem with this whole racial issue um, is is in race itself. Therefore, there has to be something outside of the problem to cure the problem. You know, Mm. there has to be, and it's Jesus. And so on that, in the next part, I described, I was just starting thanking Jesus. I was like, thank mm. you for all my black Latino friends, white and Asian friends. Thank you for different types of musicians and drummers mm. who live in different styles. So literally gospel. Mm. And then you have contemporary Christian, yeah. right? 
I grew mm-hmm. up playing both of them. I think that was very intentional. Yeah. My God. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for different friends who enjoy different things. Thank you for putting mm-hmm. me with uh, my boy, Caleb, who likes hiking. But then my boy, mm-hmm. you know, Michael, who likes just chilling out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, thank you for these people. Mm-hmm. Because even if I don't understand it, I don't always get it every single time. I can love them because love breaks mm-hmm. through that, you know? And it supports them in humility. And so that, that was completely a Holy Spirit mm-hmm. thing. Um, because I've never made a post mm. like that around yeah. that subject mm. before. I'm thankful yeah. he, he prompted me to make that it's because so that spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> it it yeah. literally spoke right directly yeah. back into my heart. I love that, man. That's so good. And I love, man, like really the harder, harder what you're saying is don't prejudge people. Like that's called yeah. prejudice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. um, and so like there is freedom to be the dynamic, beautiful person who is rooted in who he is and the king and like there's no need to have to apologize you are allowed to like Mm. um everything from chicken salad to fried chicken to watermelon to cantaloupe you're allowed to right right? i mean those things are from the lord and so enjoy them and you don't have to walk in the footsteps of what the world tells you that you need to be you have been called and invited to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and be who he has called you to be. So you can listen to Tupac, to Celine Dion, and it's okay. It is Amen. okay. Chance the Rapper. You can listen to Donnie McClurkin. You can listen to Chris Tomlin. You can listen to Elevation. You can, I mean, I can keep going. Why? Because, because you are allowed of God to do so. And you are allowed <laughs> to be you. And so let us be us together, but yet let us continue to reflect Jesus and get in this sanctification, this process of becoming more like him, because that's the, that's the best invitation. And so, man, I love it. That's a great post and it's just honest. And I think it frees people up just to not have to abide by a stereotype that the world is setting, but that they get to just be who God calls them to be. So yeah, it only comes to Christ. Wow. Oh, Wow. Okay. I have one more question. Are y'all ready? Yeah. I hope so. Okay. Okay. So this is about your faith and your friends. How has your faith been mm-hmm. growing in this season? And what is something fun that you and your friends or your family has been doing? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, my faith has grown is yeah. it has reminded me of where my hopes of what my hope should be rooted in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because my hope cannot be rooted in legislation. Yeah. My hope can't be rooted in another law being passed that will help a heart of a man like that. A law isn't going to do that, man. Granted, there are probably some other things we can put in place to help. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, ultimately my hope is found in Jesus and I have to remind myself of where my hope is found. Um, and then something fun that I like to do with my friends, um, we have a great back porch. And so my, yes, you do. my things that I've been enjoying, I mean, it's just great. It's just the Holy Spirit <laughs> is there with us. Um, dwelling, holy ground. Um, it's holy ground. Um, but there's a fireplace out there. We have fans out there. It's, it's roomy and it just allows for good conversation for people just to come as they are yeah. and for us just to just to be. You know, just to mm-hmm. be, just to come around together, eat some good food, maybe watch a movie on the back porch because there's a TV back there and just be. So I love doing that and just love listening and talking. And uh, but, so that's faith and friends. So my faith is growing. That's what me and the friends are doing for fun. Go ahead, that's Matt. That's good. Yeah. And very quickly, mine's been, I feel like God's been, there's like a personal revival happening in my own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it comes down to Jesus is enough (laughs) (laughs) between everything that's going on. He is enough. And also he's more than enough and you're more than a conqueror through Jesus. And, um, through all the racial just nonsense and chaos that's going on Mm -hmm. right now, rest in him. I need to rest in him. I need to rest in him and seek him and fix my eyes on him as it says in Hebrews 12. Mm -hmm. And then something that I've been doing with my family is just hanging out with them. So like my, I'm the youngest and my older brother, he's in, he's a, he graduated this year from college. My older sister, um, she's out of college. And so we all got to come home and just sit down and eat and talk, mm. which has been Glory. super nice. I know that sounds super simple, but you don't, you don't realize how significant that is. Praise, to his, name. <laughs> Praise his name. Yeah. Just breaking bread and just seeing how, how we're doing, you know? Yeah. So I've been catching up with each other. So yeah. That's it's so been awesome. good. Ah, oh, 
I just love you guys so much and I'm so thankful you're in my life. And I just, I pray that this conversation was just encouraging and sharpening. And I just pray everyone listening is, you know, just here with us and that they felt like they were a part of this. And so I'm just really honored that y'all are just who you are and that you do carry you know, the name of Christ so well. And yeah, a part of that is the way that he made you and he makes no mistakes and y'all are both so beautiful in his eyes and in mine. And so would one of y'all like end this in praying for us? Yeah. I will, man. Oh, I'm, you man, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. Back up, young buck. Back up. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you take it. You take it. Listen, I'm I out just, this dry I anyway. To, I, to, I just had the old man strength you is what I Bruh, just did. <laughs> old man strength. The anointing's <laughs> about to thing. fall. <laughs> Listen, it's, a, it's a thing, people. There, There's something that happens where it just, I don't know where that came from. Stand down. Stand down. Anyway, <laughs> let, me, um, let me join in the prayers. Um, of those saints that's come before us as I read Romans chapter 12 verse 9 as Paul is writing to the church in Rome and encouraging them and reminding them of who they are what they've been called to do Mm. and how they can best walk with Jesus so I just invite you along with me to pray and it says this Lord may we have a love that's without hypocrisy may we detest what is evil and may we cling to what is good May we love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. May we outdo one another in showing honor. May we not lack diligence and zeal. May we be fervent in your spirit. May we serve you well. May we rejoice in hope. May we be patient in affliction. May we be persistent in prayer. May we share with the saints in their needs. May we pursue hospitality. May we bless those who persecute us. May we bless and not curse them. May we rejoice with those who rejoice. May we weep with those who weep. May we live in harmony with one another. May we not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. May we not be wise in our own estimation. May we not repay anyone evil for evil. May we give careful thought to what is honorable in everyone's eyes. And if possible, Father, may we live at peace with everyone. May we not avenge ourselves, but leave room for God's wrath, because it is written, vengeance belongs to God. But if we can live as Jesus, may we love our enemy in such a way that if our enemy is hungry, that we feed them. If they are thirsty, may we give them drink, for in doing so, we will heap fiery coals on their head. And may we not be conquered by evil, but may we conquer evil with good. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, I love you, homies. Love love you. you Thank you guys so much. Yes. Thanks for letting me be a part of the conversation, guys. I'll see y'all when I come home. Yeah, you will. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.